For today, though, we're doing something else, right? What are we talking about today? Let's talk to our Ted, listeners. Go ahead. Yeah. So you and I have been talking a little bit about, and you kind of like triggered me the last time we were together. I'm like, we should talk about that, you know, um, about our capacity for experiencing connection, you know, and, and it relates to our health and our longevity of just of life. And so we talked about knowing your relating style because we are very early on by our, um, before the age of one, <laughs> have, have what I would call um, have this map in our brain of how we're going to see people. Are they safe? You know, will I trust them? Will I go to them if I need something? You know, and that map pretty much tells us how we're going to relate to people for the rest of our lives unless, we make some conscious efforts to kind of, you know, change it. Interesting, right? Because, yeah, you be, oh, hold on here, because you also talked about uh, the fact of why people, um, how do I say it, like us, uh, want to, you know, get along with us. But what is it about right. that? Yeah, I, I, good yeah. question. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what it looks like um, for people that have authentic connections you know uh, we have this vagus nerve and that's that main nerve if you've heard it you know originates from the stem of the brain all the way through the chest you know notably talking about our heart and people with high vagal tone are happier less stressed less likely to suffer from depression and we all want that not to mention they have better memories they have better focus they have increased brain power and it sounds like an infomercial but there's more they, they're the people who can experience authentic connections. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their immune systems are good. So I guess the question is, how do we, you know, what kind of a person is quick to experience connection? Research tells us we're talking about a secure person. So a secure person is someone who grows up confident, you know, both emotionally, physically, and spiritually, I guess. They can engage in the world in a healthy way. They navigate their relationships well. And they're generally positive, trusting, and loving to their partners, even when their examples weren't perfect. You know, we do a lot of, my parents weren't great, so, you know, this is why I don't. Well, people who have a secure attachment, even when their other relationships weren't great, they know on the inside who they are, right? Most importantly, they feel they're worthy of love and they're willing to give love. So, what is attachment? Yeah. Do you have a question on any of that? No, no, not yet. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yet. How do we get there, right? Yeah, totally. First, I want yeah, I want, I want to tell you a little bit about what attachment is, and then let's talk about a couple of insecure attachments, okay? So, cliff notes, real quick. You know, this is decades of research boiled down to a couple sentences here. You know, in, in the 30s, there was a man named John Bowlby, and he went to figure out why children experience anxiety and distress when they're separated from their caregivers. You know, we're talking about that first year. And what he ended up, um, you know, writing was what we call attachment theory. Mm-hmm. And that theory describes this forming of this security for these early relationships, right? And it was, it is an amazing, successful tool 
when you're trying to figure out the health of yourself and, you know, how you are relating to people. And because I believe that we were all made for relationship, you and I have talked about that, you know, um, even the word community means common unity. You know, it's, it's important that we know it's healthy for us. And, you know, his research basically has said, okay, this is what, this is the best thing for us. I even believe that's what God wanted for us. You know, in the Garden of Eden, he, he could have just gone on with life, you know, by himself, but he, you know, he created man and then it was great. So he created somebody else, you know, and so, it's important to know that, you know, this theory holds health for us, okay? Yeah. So when researchers, you know, have told us that, the basic question, if you have a caregiver and you're thinking this through in your head, you know, what you want to know was, were they there for me, right? And um, before anyone out there feels, starts feeling guilty, because I, I know when I was looking at this, I was like, well, what about my kids? <laughs> Was I a good parent? You know, because my kids are older. And and the reality is nobody's capable of being there emotionally or physically 100% of the time for their child. But what they figured out is sensitive caregivers give it, get it right about 50% of the time. So everybody take a deep breath. If you feel like you were there, you know, 50% of the time for your child, you know, mm-hmm. you have helped them create you know, secure attachment, right? Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, what what tests tell us is, you know, fifty uh, percent of people didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So, so answer the fundamental question. You know, was your caregiver nearby, accessible, and attentive, mm-hmm. or were you there at least fifty percent of the time? And if that's a yes. The result is you most likely feel loved, secure, and confident with your relationship. Mm-hmm. And remember, this person holds a more positive view of themselves and others. So think of it this way, Jill. Mm-hmm. They believe they're worthy of being loved, yeah. but they're also but they're also comfortable loving others that aren't perfect. Yeah. And I think a lot of us get stuck there mm-hmm. <laughs> in both of those questions, right? Yeah. So if the answer is no, then this person, you know, tends to question both their self-worth and it's most likely they're going to struggle with relationships, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at attachment tests, I mean, I mean, answer this question. How many personality tests are out there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of a whole bunch. Right? Mm-hmm. And how many people haven't taken personality tests? And as, you know, as a professional, it's, my job to give some of these tests. You know, I can honestly say, like, I'm an INFJ. And mm-hmm. what I, wh- when I tested, you know, on a Myers-Briggs so, so long ago, you know, that's not probably what I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know a good majority of people, because they're subjective, can take those tests and kind of turn out what they want to turn out. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, you're like, yeah, I don't want to be that. So I think I'm going to ask for this a little totally. bit different. Well, the reality is, you know, attachment is a little different than that in the, in the case that, um, yes, you can take a quiz, and I'm going to tell you where to go at the end of this to take a quiz, but um, it's fluid. So I'm not just 
stuck being this in this category. Basically, it's saying, you know, who I'm in relationship to for the rest of my life is going to help change this from insecure to secure or secure to maybe even insecure. It can go backwards, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, if I did grow up with a really tough environment, and I know for a fact, you know, as you're, as you're listening to me, you're going, oh, that's me, you know, I didn't have that caregiver. Um, people that are really safe in your life can help move that bar back to where you feel more secure in who you are. Mm-hmm. However, the opposite, you know, mm-hmm. like I had a big betrayal in my life at one time, mm-hmm. that can change the bar the whole other way. Yeah. You know, you can walk around as a limp for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And betrayal. So, and, yeah, betrayal's not an easy thing to get over. We've all been there. <laughs> and, right, you know, and so what that does is that kind of bounces you, you know, kind of, I call it on a tilt, you know, and so what you need in front of you is a, a secure person. And in my case, you know, I have a belief in, belief in a very secure God, but something that's completely stable, doesn't move, always loves you, you know? Mm-hmm. And finding that will help pull you back up to be that more yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why I love this, type, this personality test, mainly because it's like, okay, you know, I'm not doomed to be a this whatever this is does that make sense yeah it does it does yeah so we have categories you want to talk about those please and just remind everyone um of uh, how we can reach out to you again yes um thefamilycollective.co and today we're talking about relationship styles and we're um if it's good with you jill we're about ready to go into what are some of these relationship styles Mm mm-hmm you know, um, that I got, this yeah. map that I got pretty early on, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you could make like a T or like a, an, you know, in your head, you know, see a, see a T, you know, or even like a cross even. Mm-hmm. And at, at the very top of that, I would put the word secure, okay? And so what is a secure person. They have this positive view of themselves. They're comfortable with intimacy, and a lot of people aren't, but yet they don't fear rejection. In relationships, they report greater satisfaction. They they find it easy to be vulnerable. They're essentially happy, healthy, and whole. Like we said before, they can, in their heart of hearts, say, I'm good and you're good, right? Yeah. And of course, this is what we all want. This is what we all want. We want to be this person where, you know, we feel the the stability of people around us. But we're confident having our own boundaries and saying, well, that doesn't work for me. This is when I'm available. This is what, you know, is good for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're talking about secure attachment. We're, t- you know, and, and that sounds like a lot of technical words, but it's like how I am secure in relating to other people, right? Yeah. And so then I want to describe quickly, if we're looking at that T, there's a left and a right on that T, and that's those are called an anxious and avoidant attachment. And an anxious is driven by a fear of rejection and abandonment. That they have feelings of so low self-worth. You know, as a child, they may have received a little, un, un what I would call conditional love, not unconditional love. 
you know, I'll love you if, you know. And mm -hmm. this person likes to be liked. And, in fact, the next time that we get together, I'm going to talk about how they interact and how they interact with other people because it's really important to know that they do crazy things to get people's attention because their biggest fear is not being loved or liked, right? Mm-hmm. And... And avoidant attachment, they're driven by a fear of closeness and intimacy, and they're afraid to fail in relationships. Okay. For this person, the vulnerability does not come easily. Um, they they all together deny the need for close relationships. You've heard people say that, not going to be in a relationship anymore. You know, they have high independence, and they tend to lead inward life. Mm -hmm. And they started as a child where they heard a lot of take care of it yourself messages. And so they do. And they are um, really good at, you know, isolating and being pseudo-independent, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I want to talk next time on how they connect and click with other people because it's important to know that that, that can be helped. If you find yourself in that description and you find yourself stuck in those places, that can absolutely be helped. We can work on that. Okay. And then at the bottom of that T is that fearful attachment. And you and I have talked about this before. They have, unfortunately, both of those maps. They're driven by a fear of rejection and intimacy. Um, both. That they may have gotten this out of extreme loss or trauma in their childhood. And they have mixed feelings about those close relationships. On one hand, they want to be close. On the other hand, you know, they don't feel comfortable. It's kind of like a push-pull. I want you to come close to me, but stop right there. That's close enough, right? <laughs> and, you know, people who have, like I said, received a lot of betrayal or loss of trauma, they can get in this conflicting freeze kind of um, type of map in their head where um, it's hard for them to let people in. Mm -hmm. Right? So mm -hmm. how to... How do we build these authentic connections? We need to let people in. You know, it's kind of that old drama of the thing that, that doesn't kill you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, we, right, we have to let our guards down. We yeah. have to step into those authentic connections. And, you know, I, I always tell people, learn your attachment style. So we want to talk a little bit more about that next time. You know, and then... Learn the style of the person that you're wor working with or know a little bit about it, the person you're trying to relate to. Yeah. Because that, it may be different that you're relating to your child or your parents or, you know, your partner. They may be all very different on how I relate to them, how safe I feel that they are. But so there are just strategies for each of those that we want to talk about. But I guess I'm probably close to yes. ending in minutes here. But so being with others in connection eight to ten hours a day is good for our health. So it's perhaps even more than the gym or a health care plan. So that's what I want to leave you with today is there are ways that we can, you know, let our guards down and learn how to interact with these styles in a better way. Beautiful. And if you want to learn more about this attachment style, reach out to us at thefamilycollective.co, and we will get you connected to take a really quick quiz. Oh, all right, perfect. How do we do it? Go ahead, tell us. Pardon? How do we get to the quiz? Tell us the website before we go. 
Oh, thefamilycollective.co. Go there, and um, there's there's an attachment quiz on there. It's it's free, and you can just find out you know what your style is, and then get back with us the next time, and we'll talk about how you connect better with someone <laughs> who's the opposite style. Who, well, by the way, you're going to be in relationship with. Uh, it's um, inevitable. All you're right. going to find that opposite person. So let's let's talk about how that works better. Thank you so much. All right, sounds good. Talk soon, Diane Arnold. Thank you again.
Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the Family Collective. It's thefamilycollective.co. Maybe you wish your family relationship would get back on track. Maybe there's some personal well-being. You need some boosting. And there's things that, uh, well, we've got to remove some uh, roadblocks, things that are avoiding and helping you move forward. Well, our licensed professional counselor, Diane Arnold, is joining us once again here from Charleston, South Carolina, specializing in mental health and relationship concerns. Again, it's at the Family Collective. How are you doing today? Good morning. This is going to be good. We know because we had trouble, right? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But it's great stuff. We're going to get to it. Uh, just to point out, Family Collective is, uh, do I call it a nonprofit? How do I establish the, the company? Because you work with so many yeah. people. How, how would I How would I say that? Yes, it is it's definitely a nonprofit. And it's um, got a goal to help create healthy families, like you said. That was, you know, wonderful, you know, intro on that. We work because I am in mental health to provide, you know, sound psychology principles with the power of people's faith, you know, and um, it is uh, main goal is to give back to cultures some hope and restoration for our families and our relationships. So it's our job, we believe, to restore as many families as we can and give you the, any, as many tools as we can to help you do that. So we have a lot of things available for you online, and um, we even have some live groups that we've started to help with marriages. So Beautiful. Well, we're excited to have you here again. We've had some great conversations about the mental health and models you help provide people with. Uh, again, it's not just Charleston. This is uh, nationwide, correct? Access worldwide. We had the amazing privilege uh, last year of going to Bulgaria and Brazil and Portugal to present uh, marriage seminars, and um, they were very, very well received in those countries. And we have gotten um, been blessed to go throughout our country, you know, to provide just a a quick startup for you know we've been through organizations and we've been through churches that, you know, they just want, um, like I said, a quick start to, we want to look at what a healthy relationship or healthy marriages or a health, uh, you know, um, identity programs will look like, you know, in our arena and we come in, we do um, a quick, some seminars, tailor it to what they need. You know, every organization is different. You know, we provide a lot of material tailored to what they need and and then they, you know, will do, like, a lot of the back work, you know, um, after that, you know, setting up groups if that's what they want or continuing it, you know. So we're excited about that. So, yeah, I would say it's international. <laughs> we have actually a full-time staff working in Brazil right now. We'll be back there in September for a couple of weeks doing several marriage conferences. Oh, wow. Amazing. Okay, now for today, though, we're doing something else, right? What are we talking about today? Let's talk to our listeners. Go ahead. Yeah. So you and I have been talking a little bit about, and you kind of like triggered me the last time we were together. I'm like, we should talk about that, you know, um, about our capacity for experiencing connection, you know, and and it relates to our health and our longevity of just of life. And so we talked about knowing your relating style. Because we are very early on by our, um, before the age of one, (laughs) 
have have what I would call um, have this map in our brain of how we're going to see people. Are they safe? You know, will I trust them? Will I go to them if I need something? You know, and that map pretty much tells us how we're going to relate to people for the rest of our lives unless we make some conscious efforts to kind of you know, changes. Interesting, right? Because, yeah, we, oh, hold on here, because you also talked about uh, the fact of why people, um, how do I say it, like us, uh, want to, you know, get along with us, but what is it about right. that? Yeah, I, I, in, good yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's talk about what it looks like um, for people that have authentic connections you know uh, we have this vagus nerve and that's that main nerve if you've heard it you know originates from the stem of the brain all the way through the chest you know notably talking about our heart and people with high vagal tone are happier less stressed less likely to suffer from depression and we all want that not to mention they have better memories they have better focus they have increased brain power and it sounds like an infomercial but there's more they, they are the people who can experience authentic connections. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their immune systems are good. So I guess the question is, how do we, you know, what kind of a person is quick to experience connection? Research tells us we're talking about a secure person. So a secure person is someone who grows up confident, you know, both emotionally, physically, and spiritually, I guess. They can engage in the world in a healthy way. They navigate their relationships well. And they're generally positive, trusting, and loving to their partners, even when their examples weren't perfect. You know, we do a lot of, my parents weren't great, so, you know, this is why I don't. Well, people who have a secure attachment, even when their other relationships weren't great, they know on the inside who they are, right? Most importantly, they feel they're worthy of love and they're willing to give love. So, what is attachment? Yeah. Do you have a question on any of that? No, no, not yet. This is good. (laughs) (laughs) It's not yet. How do we get there, right? Yeah, totally. First, I I want to tell you a little bit about what attachment is, and then let's talk about a couple of insecure attachments, okay? So, cliff notes, real quick. You know, this is decades of research boiled down to a couple sentences here. You know, in, in the 30s, there was a man named John Bowlby, and he went to figure out why children experience anxiety and distress when they're separated from their caregivers. You know, we're talking about that first year. And what he ended up, um, you know, writing was what we call attachment theory. Mm-hmm. And that theory describes this forming of this security for these early relationships, right? And it, was, it is an amazing, successful tool when you're trying to figure out the health of yourself and, you know, how you are relating to people. And because I believe that we were all made for relationship, you and I have talked about that, you know, um, even the word community means common unity. You know, it's, it's important that we know it's healthy for us. And, you know, his research basically has said, okay, this is what, this is the best thing for us. I even believe that's what God wanted for us. You know, in the Garden of Eden, he he could have just gone on with life 
<laughs> you know, by himself, but he, you know, he created man, and then it was great, so he created somebody else, you know, and so it's important to know that, you know, this theory holds health for us, okay? Yeah. So when researchers, you know, have told us that, the basic question, if you have a caregiver and you're thinking this through in your head, you know, what you want to know was, were they there for me, right? And um, before anyone out there feels, starts feeling guilty, because I, I know when I was looking at this, I was like, well, what about my kids? <laughs> was I a good parent? You know, because my kids are older. And and the reality is nobody's capable of being there emotionally or physically 100% of the time for their child. But what they figured out is sensitive caregivers give it, get it right about 50% of the time. So everybody take a deep breath. If you feel like you were there, you know, 50% of the time for your child, you know, mm-hmm. you have helped them create, you know, secure attachment, right? Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, what, what tests tell us is, you know, uh, 50% of people didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So, so answer the fundamental question, you know, was your caregiver nearby, accessible, and attentive, mm-hmm. or were you there at least 50% of the time? And if that's a yes, the result is you most likely feel loved, secure, and confident with your relationship. Mm-hmm. And remember, this person holds a more positive view of themselves and others. So think of it this way, Jill. Mm-hmm. They believe they're worthy of being loved, yeah. but they're also, but they're also comfortable loving others that aren't perfect. Yeah. And I think a lot of us get stuck there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In both of those questions, right? Yeah. So if the answer is no, then this person, you know, tends to question both their self worth, and it's most likely they're going to struggle with relationships, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at attachment tests, I mean, I mean, answer this question. How many personality tests are out there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of a whole bunch. Right? Mm-hmm. And how many people haven't taken personality tests? And as, you know, as a professional, it's my job to give some of these tests. You know, I can honestly say, like, I'm an INFJ. And mm-hmm. what I, when I tested you know, on a Myers-Briggs so, so long ago, you know, that's not probably what I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know a good majority of people, because they're subjective, can take those tests and kind of turn out what they want to turn out. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, you're like, yeah, I don't want to be that. So I think I'm going to answer this a little totally. bit different. Well, the reality is, you know, Attachment is a little different than that in the, in the case that, um, yes, you can take a quiz, and I'm going to tell you where to go at the end of this to take a quiz, but um, it's fluid. So I'm not just stuck being this in this category. Basically, it's saying, you know, who I'm in relationship to for the rest of my life is going to help change this from insecure to secure or secure to maybe even insecure. It can go backwards, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, if I did grow up with a really tough environment, and I know for a fact, you know, as you're, as you're listening to me, you're going, oh, that's me, you know, I didn't have that caregiver. Um, people 
that are really safe in your life can help move that bar back to where you feel more secure in who you are. Mm-hmm. However, the opposite, you know, mm-hmm. like I had a big betrayal in my life at one time, mm-hmm. that can change the bar the whole other way. Yeah. You know, you can walk around as a limp for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And betrayal. So, yeah, betrayal is not an easy thing to get over. We've all been there. <laughs> and, right. You know, and so what that does is that kind of bounces you you know, kind of, I call it on a tilt, you know. And so what you need in front of you is a, a secure person. And in my case, you know, I have a belief in belief in a very secure God, but something that's completely stable, doesn't move, always loves you, you know. Mm-hmm. And finding that will help pull you back up to be that more yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why I love this, type, this personality test, mainly because it's like, okay, you know, I'm not doomed to be a this, whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. So we have categories. You want to talk about those? Please. And just okay. remind everyone um, of uh, how we can reach out to you again. Yes. Um, TheFamilyCollective.co. And today we're talking about relationship styles. And we're, um, if it's good with you, Jill, we're about ready to go into what are some of these relationship styles, mm-hmm. you know, um, that I got, this yeah. map that I got pretty early on, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you could make like a T or like a, an, you know, in your head, you know, see a, see a T, you know, or even like a cross even. Mm-hmm. And at, at the very top of that, I would put the word secure, okay? And so... What is a secure person? They have this positive view of themselves. They're comfortable with intimacy, and a lot of people aren't. But yet, they don't fear rejection. In relationships, they report greater satisfaction. They they find it easy to be vulnerable. They're essentially happy, healthy, and whole. Like we said before, they can, in their heart of hearts, say, I'm good and you're good, right? Yeah. And, of course, this is what we all want. (laughs) This is what we all want. We want to be this person where, you know, we feel the the stability of people around us. But we're confident having our own boundaries and saying, well, that doesn't work for me. This is when I'm available. This is what, you know, is good for me. Mm -hmm. Do you have, like, any, like, thoughts or questions? about that? No, I honestly, I just want to ask one thing. I apologize because we only have six minutes left in the show. We started a little um, late today. Obviously, we, we lost you a okay. few times and did that. Uh, we have to take a commercial break, and I hate to do this, uh, Diane. <laughs> I yeah. know because I feel like we've only been on the yeah. so long. So let's do, let's do a super quick one. Um, I, I have to do that. Thefamilycollective.co. Let's take a super quick break, and after we do one commercial, we'll come right back and, and finish the rest of the conversation. Is there a phone number you want to share, too? Nope. It's... Um, it's go to an email at info, yep. you know, at co. All right, perfect, guys. Hold on one second. We're going back uh, to the break, and we'll return. We'll talk more about uh, this, uh, her steps and getting along with people. Hold on. We'll be right back. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Uh, dashboard light problems? We can help. 
Our free Fix Finder service can read your check engine light, ABS light, and service indicator light, and give you possible solutions, verified by licensed technicians. You'll even get detailed results sent straight to your email so you have them when you need it most. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. The free Fix Finder service, only at AutoZone. Get in the zone, More details at AutoZone.com. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Thefamilycollective.co. We are back here once again talking to our licensed therapist in regards to the work she's doing, uh, helping uh, relationships, personal connections. And again, this is a worldwide. Go to the Family Collective. There's so much that they could do to help you uh, restore, as you say, what's broken, right? Um, back with Diane Arnold here. I uh, would like to say hello. Uh, we only have five minutes left in the show, so I'm sorry. I'm going to ask to speed up whatever you know the, the rest of the process is so we can get to it for today. Well, so I will just I will just talk fast, and maybe this is going to be a cliffhanger. Maybe we okay, have to yeah, go okay, to okay, perfect. Part two, That's fine. Next, part <laughs> two, the next time we get together. So, you know, um, we're talking about secure attachment. We're, t- you know, and and that sounds like a lot of technical words, but it's like how I am secure in relating to other people, right? Yeah. And so then I want to describe quickly if we're looking at that T. There's a left and a right on that T, and that's those are called an anxious and avoidant attachment. And an anxious is driven by a fear of rejection and abandonment. That they have feelings of so low self-worth. You know, as a child, they may have received a little un, un what I would call conditional love, not unconditional love. You know, I'll love you if, you know. And mm-hmm. this person likes to be liked. And in fact, the next time that we get together, I'm going to talk about how they interact and how they interact with other people because it's really important to know that they do crazy things to get people's attention because their biggest fear is not being loved or liked, right? Mm-hmm. And an avoidant attachment, they're driven by a fear of closeness and intimacy, and they're afraid to fail in relationships. Okay. For this person, the vulnerability does not come easily. Um, they they all together deny the need for close relationships. You've heard people say that, not going to be in a relationship anymore. You know, they have high independence, and they tend to lead inward life. Mm -hmm. And they started as a child where they heard a lot of take care of it yourself messages. And so they do. And they are um, really good at, you know, isolating and being pseudo-independent, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I want to talk next time on how they connect and click with other people because it's important to know that, that that can be, helped. If you find yourself in that description and you find yourself stuck in those places, that can absolutely be helped. We can work on that. And then at the bottom of that T is that fearful attachment. And you and I have talked about this before. They have, unfortunately, both of those maps. They're driven by a fear of rejection and intimacy. Um, Both. That they may have gotten this out of extreme loss or trauma in their childhood. And they have mixed feelings about those close relationships on one hand they want to be close on the other hand you know they don't feel comfortable it's kind of like a push-pull I want you to come close to me but stop right there that's close enough right (laughs) and you know people who have like I said received a lot of betrayal or loss of trauma they can get in this conflicting freeze kind of um, type of map in their head where um, 
it's hard for them to let people in. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. how to how do we build these authentic connections? We need to let people in. You know, it's kind of that old drama of the thing that, that doesn't kill you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and we... Right? We have to let our guards down. We have to step into those authentic connections. And, you know, I, I always tell people, learn your attachment style. So we want to talk a little bit more about that next time. You know, and then learn the style of the person that you're wor- working with or know a little bit about it, the person you're trying to relate to. Yeah. Because that it may be different that you're relating to your child or your parents or, you know, your partner. They may be all very different on how I relate to them, how safe I feel that they are. But so there are just strategies for each of those that we want to talk about. But I guess I'm probably close to ending yeah, minutes here. But you're so being with others in connection, 8 to 10 hours a day is good for our health. So it's perhaps even more than the gym or a healthcare plan. So that's what I want to leave you with today is there are ways that we can, you know, let our guards down and learn how to interact with these styles in a better way. Beautiful. And if you want to learn more about this attachment style, reach out to us at thefamilycollective.co and we will get you connected to take a really quick quiz. Oh, all right. Perfect. How do we do it? Go ahead. Tell us. Pardon? How do we get to the quiz? Tell us the website before we go. Oh, thefamilycollective.co, go there, and um, there's there's an attachment quiz on there. It's, it's free, and you can just find out, you know, what your style is, and then get back with us the next time, and we'll talk about how you connect better with someone <laughs> who's the opposite style. Who, by the way, you're going to be in relationship with. Uh, it's um, inevitable. All you're right. going to find that opposite person. So let's, let's talk about how that works better. Thank you so much. All right, sounds good. Talk soon, Diane Arnold. Thank you again. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Chips, is there any other tips you want to give us on uh, maybe resolving this type of conflict? Can we, um, you know, do it the healthy way? What's the healthy way, Diane? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I, I have to say, Proverbs 51 from the Old Testament says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And that is the healthy way. This verse describes a healthy 
alternative to a hijackal. You know, one of the best ways to avoid an angry relationship is to respond in a kind manner. That can also be described as a boundary. That doesn't mean I have to continue to take, you know, continual hurtful things. But I always tell people it doesn't do us any good to get stirred up and shoot back. Right. It's not it's that's not healthy. And that's what happens. Remember, we said in the beginning, when we have these high conflict relationships, someone who's not even that way can just get sucked into the vortex because it's like, I don't know how to defend myself. So I just want to say that to begin with. Remember, stay, stand back, yeah. take a breath. You may, need, mm-hmm. an, an, you may need to stabilize first. Yeah. Now, adult timeouts are well worth their time. It takes about 20 minutes for that little amygdala to cool down and, you know, allow you to to have an answer that you would want to say, you know, on TV or, you know, to somebody, to a stranger. So you want to calm down and remember to do that. I think that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. Secondly, establish boundaries before you get to that point. Like this is when I'm not okay. This is when I'm going to walk away. This is when I'm, you know, like name calling or ridiculing. You know, there's a point where I'm going to say, that's enough. We need a time, we need a time out. This is how long the time out is going to last. Yep. I would tell you to, to say that you got you have you need to go back and finish these hard conversations. So I need to know how much time I'm going to pull off whether it be a half a day, you know, tomorrow, you know, whatever it is, I have to go back and finish this conversation. So this is when I'll be back, you know, but I'm not okay with that. Right. And I think another thing is um, we talked about shame and control that doesn't help. And you've, I've, you've been the victim of it. I've, I've been the victim of it. Someone tries to manipulate you into doing something and it just it just makes you feel worse. Yeah. You know, so I would I would say, you know, focus on the fact that if you need to win in order to feel good about your relationship, you're probably in a spot where you're trying to change their mind rather than understand, right? A lot of people want to change other people. Absolutely. This that's the point is that's not mm-hmm. and you know, I guess second to last, I would say find how much time do we have? Can I say a couple more? Okay. Find the real issue. It's probably not, you know, where this is escalated to. I got to back up and that during that time out, find out really what happened and, you know, agree to disagree. Compromise is imperative in life, whether it be with your children, your parents or your partner. You know, I I have to be able to focus on what matters and what's worth it at this time. Got it. All right. Yeah. Did I get it? You got it. (laughs) And how did you want to leave off today uh, with everyone? We would love to hear from you at the Family Collective. You know, these are the few a few of the things that have helped me in my marriage, the relationships of the thousands of people that I've gotten the privilege to work with. And we would love to hear what's worked for you. Yeah. You know, you may have some amazing things that that we would want to use that are be beneficial. So, please reach out to us um, at the familycollective.co 
or the email info at thefamilycollective.co or if you're if you're uh, speak Portuguese, you can head to that web- website at the same address. Oh, good. Thank you so much. Pleasure speaking with you again. And uh, thank you for enlightening everyone. Again, go to the website, find someone that can help reach out. There is resources available. And it's yes. great to know that someone like the Family Collective is here. One more time, the website? Thefamilycollective.co. Perfect. Thank you, Diane. Great job again, and uh, enjoy beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. I'll come come on down and see us. I would love to see you. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. I really would love to take a little trip, hopefully this summer. Thanks again, Diane. We'll talk soon, I hope, okay? All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.